0: One, Welcome to Unqualified Sports Where the unqualified athlete Has the most qualified opinions Shy How you doing bro? Man I'm good Man, My tank a little e, Kind of burnt out but You know
1: we about to have a good
0: one we're About to have a good one Well bro look I'm ain't gonna i not going to even uh, Beat around the bush or hold it up bro How was the Pro Bowl experience bro? Uh
1: So yeah to probably off there, but what I could share was it definitely was great um I got to meet a lot of people, I got to talk to a lot of people um the only bad thing about it was the weather it stormed, and it was freezing out there the- uh the game bowl, approval so you know i I only stayed needed to about halftime half time of the game. I was on the sideline um. For pretty much the majority of the, of the time I was there. And I mean, went to uh, to my feet a couple times just to check on everybody, make sure everything's good. But I spent majority of the game on the sideline, bro. It so okay. was awesome experience, you know. Kamala uh, showed a lot of love, took pictures with my mom, with my sisters, and a lot of my family showed a lot of love, you know, being that We from New Orleans and everything. So that was pretty cool, pretty dope experience.
0: And that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Hopefully next time, all of them un- unqualified sports there, bro. Cause I know that's that's an experience that sometimes that, that that's the type of experience that sometimes you just gotta be there to understand what it's like. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's one oh, 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 of the things. And I ain't
1: come back with a Pro Bowl baby,
0: man. Okay, we are gonna see about that. I mean, I, that's that's a nine month process. That's not a one I couple think, a week process. I think well, man, hey, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself, bro. Uh, that's some great Appreciate experience. It. You know, you get to meet these great people. I'm glad, I'm Good glad day. you're here to tell us about it, man. Um, but I mean, that's the that's the big game leading up to the big game, and the real big game happens this weekend, and we got the Super Bowl going down. And you know, we briefly discussed a little bit about it last week, but we got the Patriots against the Rams, which is a rematch from the first time, I think we stated this, the first time that they actually played. So this time I'm going to ask you, go ahead and get this out the way. What's your prediction and why? Oh, um, go uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. What? I think, yeah, I'm going with the Rams, man. Uh, look, don't say it's I just saw... Uh, Brady lose the Super Bowl this last year. So, you yeah, know, maybe on the downside of his career, uh, I don't know. I ain't going against Brady. Part of this is because I hate New England while I'm picking around. But I do feel like the Rams have a better team, top to bottom. But I feel like the Patriots are a more experienced team, of course, and they're better coach the to Bill Belichick seeing so many different things in the situation so many times. But, talent wise, I'm going with the Rams, and I'm expecting Sean and Z to be ready and have Jerry go as best prepared as possible to face this Patriots team that I really seen struggle in a regular season, but in the playoffs have looked like a completely different team.
0: Correct. That is very correct. So, I'm saying what to your prediction like that because I just I really didn't think you was gonna pick against Tom Brady, but um, I get it. So I, you know, I've been listening to you know the experts speak on it, and you know some people, most people feel like you just can't go against Brady. You know they bring up stats like, well he's snap he's dropped back to pass over 90 times this postseason haven't got sacked yet. Um, which is an awesome stat. Um, you you know there's the Patriots, it's Bill Belichick, it's Tom Brady. I get it, you know. Um, and I think on paper, then you got the people that argue for the other side. On paper, the Rams look good. They they're they're more talented on paper than than the Patriots are. Um, and then too, they have an elite pass Russia and in, in uh, Donald. Uh, who can create trouble up the middle, which, you know, people say, well, that that frustrates Tom Brady. That frustrates any quarterback. No no quarterback wants you to run straight at them from the middle of the pocket. So, um, that's any quarterback. So, I I think we have a crazy matchup in this mix. And as far as my my prediction goes, I don't want to see the Patriots win. Um, and I like the Rams. You know, it's not my team, or anything, but I'm a casual fan of those that team. But I gotta go with the Rams too. I ain't gonna lie. I gotta go with the Rams too, bro. Uh, I'm you the I gotta go. I know. I had to set it up like that. Uh, I I I think if Sean McVay pays attention. To you know and to, to, the, to the details that a lot of people are saying, but they're still picking the Patriots, but they're saying you know what you could basically do to win like I, I heard Teddy Bruwkin say this uh, last week actually. He said in certain games, we would do whatever it took to stop a, a particular player and we would go back on the sideline and ask each other like, why don't they just run the ball? We're doing everything to stop them from throwing it. Why don't they just run it? Because if they run it on this play, they would destroy us. They would if they just kept running the ball, they would destroy us. And I think it's a psychological thing. So hopefully if McVeigh doesn't get into the overthinking of beating Bill Belichick, I think when you get into that mode, that's where you mess up. Find out where your matchups are at strength. You have a you have a, a good strength on the defensive line. Akeem Tlaib is back. This this really, honestly, honest to God, the reason I'm picking the Rams is because of Akeem Talib, and not because he's this all. He's just this all world corner. He's he's awesome. Uh, of course, his age and and injury has played a part on his on, on maybe his step a little bit, but he's still mm-hmm. very technical. He, he he does what he needs to do, and he has experience playing in Brady and play playing against Brady in playoff games, and I think that helps anchor that defense. I know Aaron Donald is a monster, but if you, if the receiver open in less than 2.5 seconds, uh, then Aaron Donald is ineffective. A key to leave helps Aaron Donald be more effective, and I think Aaron Donald makes the, the type of uh, play that Graham made last year to seal the game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I think it will be high scoring. Um Seemed like almost every Patriots Super Bowl, other than when they probably played the Giants, was like you know. Seemed like it would it was high scoring games at least in the in the recent future. So yeah, I think it, and I, and they never won or lost a game by more than eight points. So it's gonna be close. Um, McVeigh just has to be smart. They have to convert uh, in the red zone touchdowns, and they have to get pressure on Brady. Which is all this is easier said than done because the Patriots, those are their strengths. Tom Brady is the strength, and they don't let you score in the red zone. That's a strength. So they have they have to they're gonna have to utilize Ty Gurley. He just said he was a hundred percent. Then you still got you got uh baby Jerome Bettis and uh in in Anderson who they could who, yeah who they could who they could plow at the at the line um uh, in goal line situations um uh, so they they have the weapons. And I'm like you. I I think it's, I think it's revenge time. I think it's gonna, I think this is gonna be a situation where it starts, and it starts one way with two teams, and it's gonna end with those same two teams, but just opposite. The Rams gonna win this one against the Patriots in a in a nail biter. Uh, I I think it's gonna be awesome, man. So, uh, one thing I did want to bring up about this game, though, I think it's it's kind of it's kinda of unique the the amount of trash talk in a Super Bowl. It's enormous it's a lot of respect given. You know. Yeah. But it's been some trash talk from both sides. Um uh I forget his name. Patrick Chung. He has something to say about he's gonna kick he gonna kick they gonna kick the uh the Rams asses. And then uh I forget uh Brandon Cooks, he 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 you know, he rebuttals. And then you had the dude that did the the wild play in the in the, uh, in the championship game. He talking like Brady, you know. He he, talk, I can I can sense the respect in his voice. Rogan. Yeah, yeah, Rogue. Yeah. yeah, he. You can sense the respect in his voice because he tried to clear up because he realized what he said. But I, mm-hmm. Brady, gonna expose him, and I don't think it's on on some like. I think that's going to be game plan to expose him, not because of what he said, but because he is the weakest corner of the three. Uh, so it's going to be interesting, man. What you think about the trash talk?
1: So I think it's funny, you know. Uh, I was particularly laughing at what Mikael Ruby said, especially since he's a former USC uh, guy, former Trojan. Oh, so, um, I've been backing him for a while now. But, he is putting himself kind of in the hole, and you do need to know when to shut up. Especially in situations like this. I mean, Tom Brady probably don't get excited about things like this anymore. No and it's probably not even extra motivation for him no more at this point, because once you're that locked in and you've done this so much, there's nothing that can really motivate you anymore than the motivation you already have within yourself right. as a player. Right. So... Tom is definitely going to come out. But he is the type of petty quarterback to come at him to make a statement early on in the game just to let him know, like, yeah, man, we shouldn't have just shut up. Then uh, we, we had to prepare for the game. So I expect that. I expect Tom Brady to come after him. But he's a solid uh, nickel corner, and I think he'll be up for the challenge. But it's going to be great just to see how that talk goes into the dynamic of this game.
0: Right. Right, I, I I totally agree, man. I totally agree. I think it's interesting, and I think you know, like we was talking about right before we we, we started the show. It's funny when I we started our show with the Super Bowl, but it's funny how so many other things seem to be more popular. Um, so it needed something like this trash talk to bring more attention to it. Yeah, uh, because it's almost like it's almost like. Uh, I can't even say, I can't even use the Browns. It's like the Jets playing the Raiders. Like, like nobody really cares right now, in a sense. Like, if you're, not, if you're not with those teams, then it's almost like, it's almost, it's just secondary. And it shouldn't be that way being a yeah. Super Bowl. But I, I do want to touch on this before we move forward, because uh, we got a couple more minutes. The Bill Belichick, Tom Brady legacy, clearly the best duo, uh, coach quarterback duo of all time um just from the accomplishment, uh the mastermind um of Bill Belichick, the the honestly the mastermind of Tom Brady, and the reason I say the mastermind of Tom Brady, it takes a very strong individual to become this great and be such a great follower at the same time, be a great leader and a great follower because he still follows behind Bill Belichick and what he says and what what he teaches. Um Who I'm gonna ask you this question? Who would you give more credit to in this in this great legacy?
1: Um, I definitely want to give credit to. That's a tough one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Tom Brady because he's actually on the field executing it, and um, I do give credit to Bill Belichick a lot of credit, a lot of credit because for him to put Tom Brady in a position that he in, and for not only for him to put Tom Brady in this position, but to also coach that defense up and to have him prepared, it's, he's got his hands on so many different things right. along that whole organization. So that's why you can I, I couldn't argue you if you had Belichick, but I'm giving it to Tom Brady just because I don't know if anybody could have Stepped into that role and executed a game plan so flawlessly for
0: so long of a time at like such a high level. So, uh, man, that's that's a tough question. Um, teach, I'm an edge Brady in this situation. It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, you know, like both of them are equally important to the process of what you are, uh, what what you ask. You know, like the question. um, I, I I probably probably I can't get my words together. I probably would lean towards Belichick. The only reason I would do that, um, like you said, his hand in a lot of things, but also, um, he he has a a, a large influence on the defense of the Patriots, and uh, you know, he was an awesome defensive coordinator with the Giants with LT, um, and you know they had. Uh, arguably probably one of the great, one of the greater defenses is – defenses. Oh, boy, what did I just say? Defenses. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, defenses. <laughs> bro, excuse me. Defense, of, you know, of all time with LT as the anchor of that defense. And um, Bill Belichick, his mastermind, um, and, like, it's just to be so consistent. And even though Brady was only not there for one year, they still won 11 games with the likes of Matt Castle. And if you can still stay consistent, I mean, this man winning percentage is like seventy four percent. Like, like as a as a pro football coach, your winning percentage you you win seventy basically seventy five percent of your games. That is crazy. Like, and I know it's a lot. I give. Huh? I was going to say, I ain't going to lie. You got me trying to kiss. I'm talking about the game. Well, gonna I'm about to move forward, though. I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much more about it. Uh, but I do I, – I, th- to me, it's one of them things like how we felt about how people said about Michael Jordan, Coach Bryan, how they now speaking about LeBron James, and they speak about them. We got to figure out, as much as we don't like them, we got to figure out how to appreciate what they have brought to the game. And I think me and you both do. But just as a, a general fans of football, you have to appreciate what these, what this team and this organization has done. If this probably won't happen for another fifty to hundred years, this type of dominance. So you know we gotta appreciate it because we living it. We living through this happening. So, um, but, uh, speaking on speaking on on history stuff, um, I, and this kind of random uh shot, but it, this is Black History Month, um, uh, so. Shout out to all the people that's out there making history right now. That made history last year. That's black. Whatever it is, whatever your history is. If your history is just being a great father, shout out to you. Um, or being a great mother, shout out to you. I do want to spotlight somebody. Shy. I know I spoke about this person before, and just just on some. This not on my 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 uh, dying affection for this woman, but this is more so. Of just the consistency and greatness of this woman. And I think especially black women in sports don't get enough credit. Um, so I wanna shout out Lisa Salters. Um, she's been a broadcaster for whew, over almost 30 years now, um, working sidelines. it been that long? Huh? Oh, yeah, it's been that long. As soon as she actually, I looked up today, as soon as she graduated from, from college, I wanna say in 88, she basically started from there. Boom. So it's, it's right at 30 years. If if she started the next year or something like that, um, she she actually played ball and stuff like that. And at the time, she held the record for the shortest player at Penn State at 5'2". Um, but this woman is a is a upstanding woman, very respected, very respectful woman. Um, she does an awesome job at what she does, and I think um, as a black man and as a as a show that's that is uh, all about supporting these type of things i want to make sure i give that type of respect to her because uh she has done an awesome job we we like to praise uh a lot of the great men but they have a lot of great women uh that work in sports that deserve the same credit so i just want to uh, make sure i put that out there so i say that to say this as well don't forget we're giving our pelicans tickets and i got a surprise for y'all at the end so make sure y'all listen all the way to the end i got some I got some news about oh, these I'm Pelicans these tickets. No, 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 no. I'm going to stay save for the end, but just know, if you want to know what I got to say about these Pelican tickets, make sure you stay to the end of this uh, podcast. But uh, please stay to the end. Definitely. And plus, we got a lot more information anyway. That's just as good as the Pelican ticket information. So, NBA, speaking of the Pelicans, <laughs> oh boy. talking about the Pelicans, uh, that's a good segue. <laughs> NBA trade trade deadline is approaching February seventh, which is uh, this upcoming Thursday, and the big news in the NBA right now is AD with Clutch Sports have came out and announced that basically they that AD wants to be traded, and basically that if he goes to any other team and he gets traded to any other team, he's going to not he's not going to resign and he's going to become a Laker. So I'm just gonna just put that out there and see what you you know. I want to know what you think about that.
1: <laughs> well, 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 well. I couldn't have came home to some sweet news when I was on that road leaving on that road, but, man. I was, I was driving home. My little cousin broke the news to me that AB the man was a trade. I almost ran off the So excited I was. I ain't even going to lie, bro. I was in the car yelling. My second thought something was wrong with me. But I was perfectly fine, man. I'm just excited. Um, but on the professional side of things, uh, A B has given the city were, too of New Orleans pretty much. He had enough to give. They didn't do a good job of putting any talent around him. They did put talent around them, They didn't keep it. For whatever reason, I'm not here to debate what went on in, the, in those situations, but, and you can see the writing on the wall, I mean the man bought a, a mansion, a multi-million dollar mansion, out there in L.A., not too far from where the state center is, he fired his agent and found the clutch you know, Rich Paul, who's LeBron's best friend, and also LeBron's agent, you can kind of just see the writing on the wall, he was really paying attention. And I believe we, we caught it because we talked about this maybe over a month ago, a month or two ago, right?
0: Yeah, we yeah. That on this show. Yeah, we've been hinting at yeah. that at least yeah. for a couple yeah. months.
1: Exactly. That's why you gotta pay attention on Crossfire Sports, man. We dropped Jews on here. Yeah. We cracked a lot of stuff before it happened. But anyway, so if you're paying attention to AB, should have had some idea. Uh the Lakers actually sent the offer. Am I jumping
0: ahead
1: or no go ahead kick? go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, the Lakers the Lakers actually sent the offer and I guess that's the offer that the Pelicans are, are looking over. It was Lonzo, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Isis Lubak and a first round pick. And I don't really know if the Pelicans think they're gonna find a better offer than that. I just can't see them getting a better deal than that, especially with A B already stating that he's not gonna resign with anyone other than the Lakers. He said New York was a possibility, but he said he's for sure only gonna resign definitely with the Lakers. His team has done has done a, a a good job of keeping it in-house until they felt like, okay, the Pelicans is not taking it serious. So, bam, next thing you know, they, they, they came out public. Because from what I heard, it was delivered to the team on Friday, and the Pelicans still wasn't taking calls over the weekend. So Monday was finally the day it actually leaked out into the public, and that's when the frenzy, the mayhem started.
0: <laughs> that's all I have to say. Well... Uh, before I say, well, this one thing I think is interesting. I I noticed you didn't bring up Boston. Um, I AD's father actually came out and said he wouldn't want his son to play there due to the Isaiah Thomas circumstances where he got injured, and the doctors uh, and the training staff didn't, you know, analyze his in, injury correctly. And now that that whole training staff did get fired. Um, to me, that's that's even more of a sign that he's going to make it to L.A. It's almost like a done deal, basically. Do you think they will be able to pull this trade off by the, the deadline? They have seven,
1: they have seven days. For people that don't know, the trade deadline is up on February 7th, which is Thursday. Um, It's a lot to pull off in that short of the storm at the time, but I believe it's going to happen. And what made me feel like it's going to happen, was up until Boston really was ruled out by Anthony Davis because the Pelicans' sole purpose of waiting for the summertime was because Boston is unable, for the nerds out there that don't really know, Boston is unable to trade for Anthony Davis at this time because they traded for Kyrie Irving, who was on a max extension from his rookie contract, and Anthony Davis is currently on a max extension from his rookie contract. And you're unable to have two players on your team at the same time under that rule. So Boston is unable to make a trade for Anthony Davis right now unless they got rid of Kyrie Irving. So Boston wasn't going to be able to make a trade for Anthony Davis until the summertime. And a lot of people were thinking the Pelicans, well, they'll just stand pat, and they'll hold out because Boston has the most assets in the NBA right now. Right. I believe they have four first round draft picks this year coming up, which they're more than likely going to trade because they're not going to draft four rookies and put on their roster. And the roster already pretty much filled out. But they have four first round draft picks. They have Jason Tatum, dynamic, great player. Jalen Brown, great player. Terry Rozier, great player. Uh, Marcus Smart, they have Gordon Haywood, Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, Marcus Morris. Like, they're, they're loaded. So, they have the most assets. The Pelicans were going to wait for summertime, but I think now that Anthony Davis has came out and said that he has no interest in the Pelicans, I mean, in the Boston Celtics, and his dad backing that up with the way Boston handled Isaiah Thomas, which further enforces what Anthony Davis had already said. I think now the Pelicans feel like, well, okay, we well, need to get this done now because I don't think he's going to receive a better off what the Lakers are uh, delivering now, because if you do wait to the summertime, now the Lakers have a little more leverage. Because now we know you pressure to get this deal back. Yeah. So, therefore, if the Lakers decide to, well, you know what? I'm going to take Cloud Cushman off the table. You know, now you're, you're right. sitting there like, well, damn, you know, we could have had all this. And we just pulled the trigger, but we decided to wait, or who may not even make you an attractive offer, not if you know Anthony Davis has no interest in retirement.
0: Right. So,
1: I think that Boston news really put the Pelicans in a tough position, and I feel like some kind of way this trade has to get done. Even if it's not to the Lakers, I think you have to lose him at this point in time.
0: Okay. Okay, well, and funny thing is... Which I'm about to ask you uh, one more question about this, but the funny thing is, if that trade, if that trade was to happen, um, it's interesting to me because it almost slick side kind of, you know, boosts up the the Pelicans on the cool. Uh, they, they 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 their team wouldn't be that bad. Um, you know, it'll just have I think the best player would probably be Kuzma and Holiday then we'll probably be the best two players at that time if that happened. Um, But my question, my real question is, which this is what people will want to know anyway, how does this change the Lakers this season if that trade that you said happens?
1: Oh, okay. Well, let's let's get into that. Pretty much if the trade goes through, as reported, you will be sitting with a starting lineup pretty much. Yeah, Rondo, at the point you Yeah. Either
0: Josh Hart or Caldwell Pope, I'll let you decide who we start at the two. I like Josh Hart, but I did hear – I want to just kind of jump in real quick. I did hear that they might have to include Caldwell Pope in the mix because of how large his contract is. I I heard some people talking about that, but I don't know how that's that's going to play out.
1: You're right. One year, $12 million. But he just wasn't in the initial offer, but – I don't know how that tie in as far as could they make the salaries work amongst the young guys. I don't. I don't really think so. So you probably do have to throw a salary filler in there, like uh, Caldwell Pope, up. maybe even last season who makes five or six million dollars a year. Caldwell Pope at twelve million dollars a year, definitely getting that.
0: Right. Okay. So. Well, just just for the sake of what we're discussing, I would say Josh Hart personally, but I understand Caldwell Pope. But I would say, I would go with Josh Hart at the two.
1: Okay, you go. Josh Hart at the two. Now this is what things get tricky. This is what I think the the Lakers will do. You go. Rondo at the one. Josh Hart at the two, like you said. LeBron at the three, or Carmelo Anthony at the three. I'm telling you, I see it The ladies on the wall. I called this. The last time we discussed this, maybe like a month ago. I said if the Lakers get out their roster for Anthony Davis. Look for them to sign Carmelo Anthony, who was waived today officially by the Chicago Bulls and had 10 days before he closed waivers, which is right after coincidentally the trade going on when the Lakers' roster was supposedly to be gutted. Yes, they do make the trade for Anthony Davis. So I think they sign Carmelo Anthony, I really do, if this trade goes through. Now, if the trade don't go through, I don't know where Melo ends up. He might end up in China. If the trade goes through, I think they signed Carmelo Andrews. And you're looking at Rondo, Joshua, Melo, LeBron, and A.D. Do I think that beats go in the state? No. Do I think uh, it makes them better? Yeah, I think it makes them better better than what they are right now. But you still have, you have what? Last season,
0: to McGee.
1: JaVale McGee, Tyson Chandler. Yeah another big guy. Uh, um can't really think of who else coming off the bench these and, uh, and a couple rookies a a rookie guy young guys office, that they're so not a very deep team at that point right, right. he you losing, losing a lot of depth now starting you know, you know, your starting five is better just off the brown and ad alone you know the starting five is going to be better rondo is definitely the point guard you need to, to make sure the ball is evenly distributed between those um, yeah. Now if you can get Josh Hart to play at a consistent and he's showing flashes. I know you like I know you're high on Josh Hart.
0: Yeah.
1: And and he's showing flashes. If you can get him to play consistent, then I think, you know, you can start to make some noise. Like I can see them making a run at the Western Conference Finals. If you can get those guys on the same page. But you gotta remember, even if they do make this deal for Anthony Davis, this deal is more about the summertime, because the Lakers will still have roughly between twenty-five to thirty million dollars to play with. That's the little another player, over. maybe a Kyrie Irving, maybe a Clay Thompson, maybe a Jimmy Butler, maybe a Kawhi Leonard, maybe a KD. Who knows? You know, but they still have twenty-five to thirty million dollars to play with this summer to go after one of those
0: big name guys. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Um. I, I I never I haven't heard anybody talk about that perspective. I guess because since it hasn't happened and they don't think it will happen, um, it seemed I'm like you. It seemed like it's more likely to happen than unlikely. But mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, you know I want to know what you know because I mean I I know you more into that and you know you basically went back into your uh, basketball expert bag just now. So I wanted to get that. I wanted you to tell me. You know how you view this, and you know what what your thoughts are on it. Because I haven't heard people say, "Well, if he does go there, what what's the roster going to look like? What what's the team? What would the team possibly look like? How would they fare against other competition?" And I think you did a very great job explaining that. Um, but a uh, uh, actual trade did happen yesterday. Porzingis yeah. Yeah. is going to Dallas. Um, the trade was uh, KP or Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee, to Dallas for Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and two first-round picks. Um, My first question to you would be, uh, are there any losers in this trade? Are there any losers? Are there any losers losers in this trade? Because it's a a perspective thing. Are there any losers in the trade? And um, do you feel – I'm just going to go with that, because I think that'll spill into other things. So, go ahead. Are there any losers in this trade? Um, I think there's
1: one huge loser, but it's going to take time before you can actually make a final verdict on it, and, I, and I'll and explain why. This move was done by the Knicks strictly for salary cap space. Don't think of it as anything else. this okay. was a salary dump, and... It's crazy that you get rid of the best player, your franchise player, although going through an injury, for a salary cap though. You never use that. Even when, when the Lakers, when we were dumping salaries, I don't know if you remember, maybe uh, two years ago, year before last, we got rid of D'Angelo Russell.
0: Yeah, we I remember. we attached
1: him to Timothy, Timothy Miles down, so we could get rid of a bad contract. That was a salary dump. At that time we didn't know what Russell was, we didn't know what he was gonna be. And you know, at that stage that's what you do. You attach draft picks or you attach young a young piece that you're not really out a show, you never attach a franchise player to dumb salad. So what I can say is, if you land two max players, because the Knicks now with that move have seventy three million dollars of cap space this next upcoming uh, off-field in today's without 19. Now, if they land two next players, uh, KD and Kyrie, uh, KD and Kawhi, then, no, it, it wasn't stupid. You're not a loser. Actually, it's great. You was forward-thinking it. I said, thinking. I'm getting like uh, yep. you. You
0: forward-thinking. Go for us off. <laughs> <and, laughs>
1: you was forward-thinking, and if you look at it as a junior, oh, but if you strike out. If you strike out. Now you look at it as one of the worst run organizations in the NBA, which I think a lot of people look at. It looks like that anyway, already. Again. But that would just really be setting your organization back anywhere from five to ten years. You gave up a play, you dropped it 23 year old, seven foot three, three point shooting, shot blocking, scoring machines. Just made his first All Star game last year. Trick of nature, like they call the unicorn away, just so you can clear up money on your book. Because you're going to buy out DeAndre Jordan. You're going to buy out Wesley Matthews. So essentially, all you're getting in your return is Dennis McJr. Then yeah, you get two draft picks, and you got to hope and pray that Dallas sucks so those draft picks can fall somewhere in a lottery. So it's, it's, oh man, if, if I had the call to lose out that draft, I mean, out that trade, I would definitely go with the New York Knicks. But on the flip side, I think it's an awesome trade for Dallas. Uh, I can see a future with Luca and Chris Pazengas just going crazy. You know, if Pazengas ever returns back to his, his form he was in before he suffered that fatal injury. But that is a bright, young team if they can get both of those guys on the same page and playing together. I
0: agree with that. Um... I'm like you. I, that's that's why I said, you know, it's about perspective. Um, two first round picks, like you said. I personally, one one reason I think that part is easier to think that it'll go more in the favor of the Knicks with the two first round picks. And the reason I say that is because at least for this upcoming year, because I, I know they they don't they're not gonna do two first round picks of the same year, right? So it'll be for next year and the year after, correct?
1: It's not
0: even it's not even next year but yet after because in the NBA you can't trade back to back first round pick so it would have to be nineteen and two thousand twenty one. Ah, okay, okay. See, unqualified error. Uh, but either way, <laughs> the first, next year you get that one first that extra first round pick. You have the opportunity mm-hmm. to get either Zion Williamson if you get the first if you get the first pick. You know they you know they're gonna be in the lottery. The Knicks didn't get better now uh I mean they got one really to me the, the one is one player that like you said Dennis Smith Jr who has the the potential to be really good uh Wesley Matthews his injuries kind of sidelined him and he not as he's not as effective anymore and DeAndre Jordan the his style of play is slicks out prehistoric to this to today's NBA so they, they, I don't think they will win, but I will say this: Dallas really was in the news not that long ago, a year ago, two years ago, about publicly tanking, like admitting to saying people in the organization are admitting to tanking. Uh, Mark Cuban, you know, what I'm saying? like the owner. Um, yeah. So yeah. he don't have to say it; he's gonna tank the rest of the season to make sure. Uh you he not gonna try, I don't see them trying to win, you know, uh games. I so I think it will that will work and they pick. If they can get Zion Williamson, I personally think Cam Reddish will be the better player over time. I mean not Cam Reddish, uh RJ Barrett, I'm sorry. RJ Barrett. Barrett. Uh I think Cam Reddish is slept on a little bit because of those two. But I think he can be very good in the NBA, but um not to knock on Zion Zion a highlight show. Zion is like he remind me of Dominique Wilkins. Like I just feel like he's going. He remind me of Blake Griffin. I think he's going to embarrass a lot of people, and they're gonna not like him. They gonna they not they not gonna like him, but they can't tell him nothing because he looked like a linebacker. I mean, it's like Ray Lewis, uh, six seven inches taller dunking on you and then looking at you like, like what you gonna tell Ray Lewis? I, <laughs> you know, like it's so. Either way, I don't know. Uh, I I think if if KP could be okay, if um if he can be come back healthy, then it could backfire on the Knicks for that second uh first round pick. But it might still help him because that that year they might have two first round picks, and if you can get one of those marquee names in the draft next year, then you can. Uh-huh. It's like you creating a, a good atmosphere. There, hopefully they could do that. Um, just for basketball sake, um, the Knicks are oh my god, like we don't even talk about them. At all, Um What's you said something You said something a few minutes ago, and I just want you to understand. I held my tongue, and I'm gonna move forward. Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. I was waiting, I was waiting for you to jump in. I, I ain't gonna that. say it. If you a listening if you a avid listener, if you to listen to this show at least three times. Because nine says out of ten, I done said something about something that he said something about. And,
1: hey, in one of those shows. I got a phone call about that today. I got a phone call. One of my one of my finest called me and said, "Man, everybody's be up on that man." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm not gonna um, go there, dog. I'm gonna yeah. try to have, I'm gonna try to have high hopes, bro. Yeah. You know? But. <laughs> One, some people that probably don't know if they should or shouldn't have high hopes is Boston Celtics fan because they've been asking Kyrie Irving what he going to do if he going to resign because he's an upcoming free agent. You know, like I said, he's, uh-huh. he, he apologized to LeBron James. So, you know, I think he's coming to the Lake Show. But it's a lot of word that he might be going in, in the New York market, either Brooklyn or the, or the Knicks. We just finished discussing the Knicks. They got a lot of money that they can give him. Uh, other people may be considering playing there. All that good stuff. Kyrie Irving's response to uh, reporters asking him about free agency recently is his answer was July 1st. Basically, you could talk to me after July 1st, and that way I better express these things with you. But until that point, I won't be basically. that like That's how he came off. Um, my question is, do you think Boston, the organization, wants Kyrie bad enough to pay him the money that honestly— he deserves.
1: One hundred and twenty percent. Okay. Boston though they can't they can't afford to let Kyrie go. If they want any shot at beating Golden State. Which I think which I would think is the goal at this point. Not even to get to the finals, But to not only get to the finals, but to try to beat Golden State. And your your best bet at that is holding on to your, your star player, the best player on your team. I know you have a good team, top to bottom. The roster is very deep, but let's be serious. Without Kyrie, this team is going nowhere. I mean, maybe to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe, but you won't get past Toronto or Surrey or even the Bucks. Likely at this point, if you yeah. have no Kyrie. Irving. But what's funny, I thought, I, and I'm just saying this, this now, is that Kyrie Irving actually played the Knicks tonight. You uh-huh. know.
0: He actually did. He did. I didn't
1: even know that. I see that they beat up on the Knicks as so everybody's doing. Knicks is taken. Trying to get the IR. So I'm not mad at him. But I do think uh, Boston is really trying to bring Kyrie back. But Kyrie is really unsure because, let's look at it this way. He's never got to be a free agent before. You know, he, he was drafted, and then he tried the extension off his rookie contract, and then he was traded. So he's never felt. What it feels like to be courted and
0: pursued by other teams, and have the free will to go shine where you want and create your own legacy, right? And have the position, yeah, have the position of power in your own head. That's true. That's true. I um, I I respect that. I, the reason I respect it is because one, I, I I you know I'm a big fan of Kyrie. You know, I, on the last episode, I called him Kyrie Merlin because he a wizard. You know what I'm saying? He just. He just do he do magical stuff with the basketball, and uh, so I, I'm a, I, wherever he goes, I, I'm I'm a, I'm that type of fan. As far as as uh, as uh, Jacoby would say on Jalen and Jacoby, he he a die easy fan with a lot of teams. Well, I'm a I'm I'm like that in basketball. It depends on what my favorite player play. Like I'm to like that team. So if Kyrie Irving, like I said, once LeBron gone, wherever Kyrie Irving play, I'm a root for him uh, because. I just think he's great. I don't know. I it's it's to me. I'm not a hundred percent sure if Boston will resign him. I think they should resign him, but I don't think they. I don't know if they will. It's. I haven't heard any news that's clear cut. And earlier in the season, he spoke. If they want me to be here, I'll, I you know basically he will be glad to be a Celtic. He even got a commercial where he playing basketball with his father, who wanted to try out for the Celtics. So I think Kyrie's heart would be fine there. You know, he raved about Boston when he first got there. This is a real sports city and stuff like that. So I think he wants to be there, but I also agree that Kyrie Irving, I I don't think it's disrespectful to say that Kyrie Irving is had, is an, is an emotional person and he (laughs) speaks. You can sense his emotion in a lot of, in a lot of, a lot of times you can sense his emotion in what he says. And so by saying July 1st is like, is it an aggravation because he keep getting asked or is it an aggravation because he don't think they're going to pay him? And that's more so of what, of the way I view it and how it seems like the mass media is unsure of. So I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I would hate to see him pair with Durant, I, but it's funny though, I don't want to see nobody pair with Durant no more. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, like, Durant, I don't want to see nobody pair with you. You're like, it's just, it, and that's messed up, oh, and I know man. people feel like that about LeBron, too, but it's just like, yeah. like, I don't want to see nobody pair with you, bro. Like, not not Kyrie, like, somebody else. You beat Kyrie in them in the finals. I just, it got to be somebody else. But if it happens, it's Kyrie, and I'm going to go for, I'm going to root for Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully he can, hopefully he can get that man some sporting waves or some Murrays or something, and he can help him. him. Hey, you know he's what I'm saying? Anyway, um, LeBron back. <laughs> LeBron almost had a triple dub yeah. last night, won an overtime last night. What you thought about his performance?
1: Oh, man, LeBron is back. Welcome back. Brian, King James, my man. He looked, at, he looked a little gas out there last night. I ain't going to lie. I still him two times. I seen him. He was very exhausted. And even middle shelf, he's only at eighty percent Right now, if, if you can get twenty-four points, fourteen rebounds, and nine assists or eighty percent, but still, <laughs> I could definitely see the rush being wrong. Though he wasn't very aggressive in the first half at all. But he, yeah, he was five to seven points in the first half. Um, he was trying to find his footing again, but he still is LeBron, and that was evident as the Lakers put away the Clippers in the overtime. Game shouldn't even really went to overtime. The Lakers controlled the game from the second half all the way through to the end. So, it was a tough game, but LeBron definitely looks like LeBron. He's just a little windy, and, and that's something that I don't think we mentioned enough, the how great of a shape this, this guy is actually in. For him to play deep into the playoffs, year in and year out, and had never missed more than two weeks in his career, is just an astounding sheet plays in the summertime for the Olympics, U.S. teams. It, it just can't stay enough about the condition and the, type, and the amount of money this guy puts into his body so that he remains in great shape, even at 34, 35
0: years. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, man. Uh, like, And, you know, I don't know if you had this viewpoint of Ray Allen when you was coming up, but Ray Allen was one of the, like, best-shaped, people like that he was in the best shape it seemed like in the nba they always talk about how he was so conditioned and you know we watched him play he was of our era we know ray allen ran around more than reggie miller you know he just ran full speed ran and even he had to give lebron the props of saying i should have did some of the things i saw lebron doing when i played with him and that was later in his career, and he was doing a great job conditioning himself because he didn't, um, speaking of reality, he didn't have a lot of injury. But it's crazy that that type of player who's known for, who's widely known for his conditioning and how, how well he's in shape and how he practices and how, how, you know, meticulous he is about these things, and you got somebody like him saying, man, LeBron James, right after the game, he's stretching. I never stretched after games. I should have stretched after games. I I just admire how hard he works on his body to keep himself in, in mode to play basketball like the way he does. And so I think it is a testament. I I agree. I don't think we, we put that out there enough to give him that, that appreciation. I know he gets a lot of appreciation. He gets a lot of love. He gets a lot of hate, but that type of thing right there, it gets overlooked. That's one of the things that Tom Brady is. Tom Brady is not, as athletic as LeBron, but he can still play the position for so long because he knows how to take care of his body, preps, right, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I'm glad he's back. I knew he was going to be rusty. It's been a long time. But you got to come. It's 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 all building up for AD to come on to the Lake show. So I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried at all. Come on back. Come on. Come on. So you think it's going to go down? You think the sure shit's going to happen? I think I it's going to happen, think gonna happen gonna man. I, I, think, I think it's going to happen. I, I think – you know, to use your term again, right, the writing on the wall. I, I just, I I feel like it's gonna happen by AD saying he not gonna sign the WC, Like Kawhi kind of left that in the air a little bit. You ain't know. You don't we don't know exactly yeah. what Kawhi gonna end up. So it's like we we assuming he gonna go to the Lakers or the Clippers. Well, not to the Lakers more so because he said he didn't want to play alongside LeBron James, which I respect. Yeah. I respect that because you played against him for a championship. Why would you want to be his teammate? I totally, respect, I would want him, but I respect it. Uh, but then you got, you know, oh damn, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> just, lost train. I talking, just talking about when the gonna go down? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think, I think AD gonna come on through. And he's saying basically that you know, um, that that you know, he don't want to sign nowhere else, and he gonna be a Laker. Why waste your time, bro? You are gonna get rid of something that could potentially be essential to, to your growth For a player that don't even that that's telling you before he before you make a phone call I don't even want to be on your team if you ain't the Lakers, so I do think it's gonna. I do think it's gonna happen now one of the, one of the, the last things that we're gonna discuss is this uh, all-star game and uh, They announced the starters. Uh, I know you got all that information. so I'm gonna let you get to that in just a second, but um, What comes along with the all-star game one is crazy voting so you got players that don't touch the floor that get a whole bunch of votes from fans uh, that's not as good as certain players and getting more votes than the actual superstars in the league. So you got that type of stuff happening. And uh, then, you know, you got people that end up getting snubbed. So before we get into the snubbing and stuff like that, uh, you can go ahead and tell us who uh, who played in the All-Star game this year. All right. Um, the two
1: captains. I mean, the captains are selected based on the leading vote-getters by the fans. Whoever gets the most votes in the Eastern Conference can release the most votes in the Western Conference. That's how the All-Star captains are selected. And that is the Greek Freak, the Honest Apatokounmpo, and LeBron James for the Los Angeles Lakers. So they'll be picking from, on the west side, it is Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Paul George, James Harden, Lamarcus Aldrich, Anthony Davis, Daniel Lillard, Nikolai Junkic, And they and what I thought was a cool play Townsend for Andy Town, and what I think is a cool thing is that they 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 made a special All Star selection for Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Way.
0: Oh that that is pretty cool. That is
1: pretty yeah, good answer. the They the last year. They gave them, because Dwayne Wade actually had enough votes to be a starter. But he didn't He didn't want to be selected. He said he didn't want to go. He didn't want to take it because he felt like he was taking the spot off someone deserving. So he opted out of it. But the commissioner, Adam Still, gave a special spot for Big with the honorary all-star spot on the West. And he gave the way we honorary all-star spot on the East. And Russell Westbrook, to close out the Western squad. And the East squad is Joel Embiid, Tyree Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Kimball Walker, that's the starters. And the bench will be Bradley Beal, Blake Griffin, Kyle Lowry, as much as I know you hate that, uh, Chris Middleton, Victor Oladipo, who will be replaced by D'Angelo Russell, Ben Simmons,
0: Nikolai Booyachik and Dwayne Wade, like I mentioned earlier. Hold on, who you so said Nikolai Booyachik. Cool.
1: Yeah, the singer for Orlando Magic.
0: Oh, okay, because I'm like, who he uh-huh. would play for? Shout out to him. I, yeah. I'm sorry. Shout out to you, bro. That yeah, was in 2012 Yeah, I mean, that's solid. I just, you know, that just go to show you how much Orlando get talked about. Exactly. So. exactly. I had
1: no idea he was Came that well, I knew he was. But I just had
0: no idea he was playing that well. Okay, well that's that's awesome. Um, okay, so now that we know who's starting, um, who you think got snubbed? The snub,
1: my biggest snub, I'm gonna go with Luca. The only thing about it is, though, I want to say Luca got snubbed, but then I look at the restaurant and I'm like, well, who the hell did I take out? To put Luca
0: in. You see what I'm saying? And the only only other guard I could possibly take
1: out to put Luca in is Clay. But Clay's playing phenomenally. So I think Clay deserves it. And by them, um, you know, they reward records for All Star games. Like Chris Middleton, statistically, probably don't deserve to be in the All Star Game. But by the Bucks having Lou and the you know, they reward him. He averages seventeen points and five rebounds in games. You know, that's not really all star numbers. But, but they're winning. They reward you, you know, you know how that goes.
0: Right, right. Okay.
1: The, and so, team is playing well. so, so I'm 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 a go Luca and who you think is the biggest love?
0: Well, see, I'm I'm always like I find myself getting caught in this question every year, and I ain't going to get caught this year because I'm like you. Like, when you say it, when you say it in your mind, oh, that man, that he not an all-star. And then you like, okay, well, who on the team? And then you look at the roster, and you're like, right. he don't deserve to be an right. all-star over these people. So, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, I've heard some people say, let them pick just the 24 best players in the league. And since they're doing – since they're picking teams, which they're going to be doing on the trade deadline, live this time, uh-huh. uh, which is awesome, which they should have did it like that last year, especially with LeBron versus Curry type thing. Like, that would have been so awesome. Uh, but, that would nice. Yeah, so, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I, I heard about Go Back. they saying that Go Back could be uh defensive player of the year this year. Um, but also okay. they saying... That right now, by far, the most defensively efficient player in the league is Paul George. Um, so, Paul George could really? mess around, yeah, by, by, by a large enough margin for it to be distinct, right? Um, Paul George could easily win defensive player of the year and be playing in a way to be a MVP. Not saying he will be, but he's yeah, playing me, that type that of be. way. Yeah, so... Yeah. I think that's awesome. He's actually more def- He's 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 more efficient at defense this year than Kawhi Leonard, who you know is that's Mister Efficient anyway, wow. on offense and defense. He's a he's just he normally a very efficient player, um, but I don't. I I would say Rudy Gobert because he a defense like to me. I understand All Star Game, but I think some players like him. Like, those that, that really exert themselves defensively and pride themselves on doing that, and they very, they're, they like, awesome at it and they're great at it. I think I think they, they deserve that, that type of shine. But then I, I feel like when I look at the roster, which I don't even want to think about looking at right now, because I, I know you're going to say, well, such and such on the team and such and such on the team, I'm going to be like, okay, well, I got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, just Whoa. like – I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. I don't think nobody really got snubbed. I think that's just how it goes this way. And if you feel like you got snubbed, play better next time. Win more games. That's what it's about. You you, you know the formula just like the fans do. Um, if you feel like you got snubbed, you got to play better. It's still respect. You're still going to probably be respected for however you play, whoever feels the way, like if they feel like they got snubbed. But, um, I don't know, man. I just can't wait to see this draft. Uh Yeah, you know what?
1: eight. let me before we leave that right quick. How funny would be for and make his first pick?
0: If he get the first pick, that's exactly who he need to pick as his first pick. Just I think the,
1: he got the first pick
0: though. I think. I think I think he got the first pick. I guarantee you oh, no, the headline. Uh, the word, the trending <laughs> word, will be tampering. <laughs> it's gonna be tampering. It, and that, and that's on trade deadline day. The funny thing is, it's after the trade trade deadline anyway. When they are yeah, when they gonna show that? Yeah.
1: It's, it's
0: like two hours after show right? yeah. So, it, it, but I can just imagine they're gonna say how it's tampering involved by him picking, even though, even though it wouldn't even matter at that point. But uh, it, I think he sure should. And then I think on the second pick he might well pick whoever else he want on his real team, so he might well go ahead pick Kyrie. And just call it a day, just <laughs> call it a day, bro. Call it a day. Um, but I'm gonna get to this. Oh. We about to close out. We wanna first before I get to this, thank y'all for supporting us so much. We we love it. Yeah. We love y'all, and yeah, we're very cool. grateful. Um, but Pelicans tickets, we will be. Announcing the winner of the tickets on next week's show. In order to find out who the winner is, you have to listen to next week's show. Um, you still have time to uh, be put into the mix of this. So don't think just because we announcing that we are gonna have a winner next week that we have picked the winner yet. We haven't. So keep you know you know let you know if you haven't did it do it. Friday. We gonna make the cutoff this Friday. Yeah, next Friday because we'll have we'll be having the show out by by that Saturday. So uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely. So you have to next Friday, preferably that morning because by the evening time we're gonna been did the show and we're gonna have our winner by the time we start the show. So if Correct. you haven't, subscribe, share the post, uh, share that you tag. Uh, I mean, that tag you know, share, share that you subscribe to the uh, to our podcast and. You know, enter your name in the winning in these two great seats. Um, hopefully, for for y'all's sake, AD probably won't be traded, by it. you know, he might. Chances are, he might won't be traded, so y'all still get to see him in a Pelicans uniform. All y'all can see Kuzma in a Pelicans uniform. You know, hey, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great either way. Yeah, it's gonna be great either, either way. Either way. Um, so again, we appreciate y'all, man. Um, Shy, I'm gonna try to be okay with this with that mellow theory you got, bro. But once it go wrong, it. if I it go wrong, it. I got a lot to say, Shy. I got a lot to say, bro. Uh, That's uh, all I'm gonna say. If it go
1: right, if, if it go right, if it go right,
0: credit, I ain't got nothing to say.
1: Come, here. come on, no, no, I want you to come on here and give me my credit. That's what I
0: want. Oh, to. What, look, well, I, I, look, I don't have no problem giving the credit. If Melo, I'm gonna tell you. Let me tell you something, bro. If Melo come back, and I know we gotta end this show, and I'm gonna end it on, I'm gonna, I swear, I'm by the end of. If Melo come there and he play he ball out of control and, and he just he, he looked like he trying to get back like kind of like that Tiger Woods type style comeback and he he started a show like that, look, I would appreciate that and I'll give your credit, bro. I'll give you credit. I ain't no problem with that. But if it go wrong I ain't giving you a goddamn thing. I'm tell you that right now. I'm gonna give you credit, alright. I'm gonna give you credit for, for speaking that into the universe. But uh, alright y'all. Y'all have a blessed one, man. We love y'all, man. Y'all be blessed.